Broadcasting live from Lamar Park, USA. Welcome back to your home for unapologetically progressive radio. KBLA Talk 1580. All right, a big shooting happening. A lot of, man, this is a very sad weekend as we're just paying attention. You just can't, like, it just cannot. I'm just getting so uh, detached from listening to the news. It's just nothing. I guess I just had my feel. Like, 20 years is good enough, right? What do you mean, Tony? I mean, I've been watching the news. You know, first there's a you, you go through uh, stages when you start watching the news. First, first you can't stand the news as a kid, and then you get hooked on the news because it's like, oh, all this drama, and then you just had your fill of it because it's like it's just the same old garbage over and over again. Like uh, you know, uh, it's a reason why they constantly showcase when we're at war. It's because people stay tuned to it. Yeah. And then Trump was also good for ratings too. But it's just doom and gloom all over the place. I mean, no, no good stories. Everybody's uh, at each other's throats. And, you know, ben Shapiro's hawking gold every five seconds, and you know, Tucker Carlson's doing a stupid laugh that he has. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's just horrible. And then you see about uh, a story about uh, people who can't can't go grocery shopping in Buffalo, New York. Without being gunned down. And you know what's so sad about this guy, uh, whose name is Peyton. Um, he's an 18-year-old guy. Uh, he allegedly shot and killed 10 people uh, on Saturday afternoon. Um, he, he, the day before, he was talking to a black man outside the store. For like an hour. The guy said we had a whole long conversation about an hour and a, for like an hour and 45 minutes. He said Trying guy, to get information. Well, yeah. he said he said the guy was wearing a genius shirt. And he, and he said, well, let me ask, are you a genius? And he said we were talking to him. The guy seemed like a genius. And said that we talked about everything from critical race theory to, I guess, politics or whatever. He said, you know, he just, he, he, I, I, the interview I was leaving didn't think that he was out of place or any, any kind of well, weird that's, guy. I really hope they don't try. And I've already seen a couple of people in social media to blame this on mental health. Because if that's you're telling me you had a conversation the day before, it was intelligent, you were thinking critically, that tells me you know exactly what you're doing, you're 100% conscious, not all hate is a mental health issue. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's a problem, but I just hope that people see this for what it is. And I was telling Krista, I, I didn't see the full video, I saw like the very first get out the car shooting piece. But there was one clip that I saw on Twitter and have seen resurface that really bothered me. And it was the shooter walking past a white man at the cash register screaming on the floor. And he's like, ah, and the shooter's like, oh, sorry, man. And then like apologizes to him and walks right past him to find other people to shoot. So I'm like, oh, you were conscious. You looked at this man on the floor and said, you're not the type of person that I'm after. I'm after someone different. Unbelievable. Hmm, Interesting. So I, I, let me see if I can find that video. That's fair. Yeah, it's it's really. I'll, I'll let me see if I can pull it up for you. I I couldn't believe it. I was like, wow, this was really intentional. And then everything with the manifesto. I know they're still trying to authenticate the document and all of that. It just feels so terrible. I I definitely thought like, was this staged? Staged as in hmm. what do you mean? Well, I don't believe that it was, but it's just hard to believe that somebody would write a manifesto, hate black people so much, go into a grocery store, shoot people. Yeah. It's just the poster child for racism. Yeah. I, I just, I, I, it's hard for me to. I know that it happened, but it's hard for me to believe that that's real. I know. I hear you. Hmm. Do you, you hear? Hmm, look at you. What? What? Uh, (laughs) Let's see here. 11 of the 13 people shot by the white suspect at the Tops Friendly Market were black, officials said. According to the victims, the range in age from 20 to 86. um, Were people doing grocery shopping? 
They say a police officer who tried to stop the gunman, uh, a long-time substitute teacher and a taxi driver who took pride in helping people. Um, the guy, I think the, guy, the the police officer got killed. I guess because the guy had like tactical vests on and mm-hmm. all kind of stuff. Um, uh, the the Erie County Sheriff said this was pure evil, calling the shooting a straight-up racially motivated hate crime from somebody outside of our community. How do you know that so fast? Well, I want to know. Know what? That it's a hate crime, you know. We well, I think even any investigation. Well, I, people are waiting investigation, yeah. but he drove to a predominantly black neighborhood. He was targeting black victims and left a manifesto. Not to mention the gun had the N word written across. So I don't actually think people are jumping to con- to conclusions with no? this one. Sometimes I'm like, oh, I see what you're saying. Let's just wait for the facts in quotation marks. We've got to start calling it what it is because that's what gives well, white supremacy its strength. Mm-hmm. When we call it all these other things and we're dancing around this up no 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 we well, got to call it what it I, is I'm, I'm, I'm all about calling what it is what i'm what i'm not about are the um uh, da's and the sheriffs and the police departments convicting people in the media it's one thing to put out a statement of facts but it's another thing to go out and start uh you know, you know creating narratives uh before we ha- even have an investigation on you know and, and 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 the only reason that i don't like that is because um they do it to black people a lot before you even have your time in court, and so the public they, they dirty up the public opinion on, on this. Not to say that this wasn't horrendous, you know, but you don't need to go adding extra things of um, that you don't really necessarily know because you haven't done an investigation yet. I mean, but, I'm looking at the gun. Here's your reparations. Uh, like this actually I, I doesn't this the, doesn't feel like a case where I feel like they're jumping to conclusions. I, I if anything, I think he wanted people to know. This is what I'm about, and this is what I believe, which is why he allegedly wrote the manifesto. Let me, let me see if I can find the... Um, Curious about his background, like with his parents and upbringing. I'm really, really curious. About what, what's really going on with him? Yeah. Like, I mean, I wonder what his parents are all about and friends and... Because it, it's just hard for me to believe that this wasn't instilled in him. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, I could be wrong, but it just it just feels like this is something that he grew up with. What was it? Gunman? 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 Gun? Well, I saw somebody saying, too, we keep saying that racism is disappearing, but these shooters tend to be very young. So is it disappearing or is it just being passed down? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, you know, I would really love to sit down and talk to these people to really find out what's really going on and get to the root cause of what is motivating them. Is there what's causing the... If it is a hate crime, the uh, belief that um, anybody who's not white is uh, uh, inferior and should uh, be eliminated from this world. You know, what's what's really going on inside their head? Because I, I think we need to get to the root of that problem. But then again, this might be some mental illness at the same time, too. And I'm not that you're saying mental illness to, to uh, excuse it, but, um, you know, more so that this. Uh, yeah. I, I'm, let me see. You, you I'm see let, this I'm, little clip? Let me see. Her. I think I found it. All right. Hold on. Uh, yeah. I'm not trying to say mental illness to excuse it, but. Um, Mental illness may be a catalyst. That I helps. mean, racism is a sickness, and it's not just the mental illness where we feel bad for them no, because right. they had a hard time growing up. We actually have to hold people accountable. Yeah, we do. No, so no, it's like oh, I was even looking at the wording, how when they're talking about an 18-year-old black person, it's an 18-year-old black male. But with this one in particular, it was a 18-year-old a teenager 18-year-old teenage <laughs> boy. I'm like, oh, so the whites, I'll talk about adultification, get to be teenage boys who are just finding their way. But the men, they're black men, they're adults, treat them as such. I was trying to find this live stream. I couldn't find it. You used to, you used to be a thing called, 
Obviously, they hear the, the markings. Here's your 14. Here's your my, migration OS compact. I'm not sure what that means. The markings on the gun, the gun were the number 14. Two years ago, there was a mass shooting at two moss. The markings on his gun stated 14 words, and 14 words is a reference to a, a, a white supremacist slogan. We must secure the existence of our future for white children. There is a narrative being pushed right now through conservative media that the Biden administration is allowing so many um, undocumented uh, or uh, undocumented. What do they call them? not not undoc? Is it undocumented immigrants? Undocumented. I don't want to say illegal yeah. immigrants. I don't think we can say illegal anymore. But undocumented I immigrants to flood into this country, um, you know, when seeking asylum, and that maybe that might be triggering something where you know they feel like there's a browning of America happening here and that uh, they need to keep it white because if it ain't white it ain't right have either of you had time to look through the manifesto at all i didn't know. no uh, crazy dude what, what did, did you see? have you looked through it no I, i've just heard people talking about it but i want to take time to read through it you know what i don't get also is and another thing about this shooting in buffalo that really kind of upset me was how is it that black people get killed mm -hmm. right for less but this guy gets taken in a hundred percent. That's what. Oh, my gosh. The argument that well, we thought he was armed no longer works because, you know, this guy was armed and right. you were still like, well, let's bring him in. He deserves his day in court, even if he is a mass murderer. No danger here. Yeah, that that's what I was like. Wow, they took him into custody and it's infuriating. Nobody but you're at a traffic stop. He's going to kill me. Shoot him. Right. Oh, Tucker Carlson's under scrutiny. What did Tucker Carlson say about the Buffalo shooting? Uh, Fox uh, News there? personality Tucker Carlson is facing intense scrutiny from extremist, extremism experts, media watchdogs, and progressive activists who say there's a link between the top-rated host's great replacement rhetoric and the apparent mindset of the suspect in the weekend's deadly rampage in Buffalo. Yeah, Tucker Carlson has been saying that over and over again. He's been constantly ragging on the uh, uh, the Biden administration about the uh, southern border, but I don't I don't get why this guy attacks. Buffalo. Like, why uh, Buffalo? Uh, uh, and then why uh, black yeah. people, if that's really what it is. Well, that's how we got to read the manifesto. Uh, the white suspect accused of killing 10 people winning three Saturdays supermarket elements. As he uh, wrote a manifesto espousing the white supremacist great replacement conspiracy theory, which elements of which Carlson has pushed on his weeknight show. Let me see if this is the, if I can find the manifesto. Yeah, I want to, I want to pull it up. Let's see here. The manifesto, which appears to have been written by an 18-year-old Peyton Gendon included a shared birth date and biographical details with the suspect in custody. The PDF was originally posted to Google Docs. It doesn't say what he... Oh, let me see if we can find that manifesto because I want to get to that. Um, yeah, yeah. We and, should dissect and, it. And, and see. And I think... Um, and another thing, they're, they're, they're on Biden because Biden wants to go to Buffalo, I guess. They're saying Biden is going to... Ben Shapiro, this is Ben Shapiro. He was like, yeah, Biden's going to go to Buffalo because of this shooting for politics, but he wouldn't go to Wisconsin when a, when a black motorist ran through a Christmas break. Um... Because that was supposed to be a terrorist thing at the mm -hmm. same time, too. You know, I don't know. We, we're, we're, our, these cable news networks, I think, are doing a disservice to this country by stoking divide and, and then stoking those who are on the on the on the fringe by motivating them. Yeah. You know, I think I think they you know, they constantly keep consuming this media over and over and over. And they believe um, what a lot of these people uh, are talking about on TV and not really understanding that it's infotainment, not, not necessarily reality. All right, uh, we'll get to your phone calls, 800-920-1580, and uh, some open mics uh, when we come forward. It's KBLA Talk 1580. Say the quiet part out loud. loud. KBLA Talk 1580. Don't rest your tears on an insensitive.
hour thrill ride here. This is Don Amici versus everybody with Christian Kiara. We're talking about the uh, shooting in Buffalo. That's what we need, people with sensitivity. Uh, let's go to Melrose Larry Green on the streets of L.A. Who feels the Buffalo shooter should be executed by firing squad? Wow. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, do we want to be all, as cruel to people as they are to us? I have an issue with that. Well, I'm Jewish, and we have something in the Jewish religion called the Code of Hammurabi. Uh-huh. And that's eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. Let me tell you, I have been heartbroken about this this maniac. Yeah. He should be executed. He's an anti-Semite. He's anti-black. And I want to tell, I'm going to blow your mind right now. I'm going to blow your mind. You, you might remember 30 years ago, I used to yell at O.J. Simpson during the trial. Yeah, I do remember that. It was, yeah, even good morning, murder, all that stuff. Guess what? He was found not guilty. He's now my friend on Facebook. O.J. Simpson? Oh, my God. Yes. Does he, does he remember the you yelling at him? He sees all the great messages. He does remember that. But that was then. This is now. Yeah. He sees the messages that I write about Don Amici and Krista Garner and, and Tavis. And he's a fan. And I want you to know he played in Buffalo. He played for the Buffalo Bills. Oh, he did. That's right. And, and you know, and, and I, my heart goes out right now. And I know folks in Buffalo are listening and streaming through the Internet. And they, people out here have friends in Buffalo. Yeah. I'm embarrassed right now that this kind of crap is going. And you're absolutely right about how they didn't shoot him, but they did shoot black people. You're absolutely right. There's a double standard in this country. And I hate it. Uh, and, yeah. But I you know what know. scares oh. me, though? Because I'm yes. looking at this manifesto, and he mm-hmm. he's kind of telling what all his goals are. One of the goals are to incite violence, but one of them was mm-hmm. to spread awareness to fellow whites about real problems the West is facing, to encourage further attacks that will eventually start the war that will save the Western world. Mm-hmm. And we know that so many people who are martyrs actually end up being uh, the start of, or the predecessor yeah. or whatever of, of a, a major war. So well, I'm afraid, like I hear you with the public execution thing, but I also think we have to be strategic because I think there will be people who watch how this is played out and get really upset about it mm-hmm. and go out into the streets and really try to start the war he's trying to create in this manifesto. Yeah. Do you yeah. think that we'll, we, th- I, I don't think there could be a race war in this country. I definitely think there could be a political no political war like a civil war as far as yes. ideology um between the you know the left and the right that i definitely already did. happened right the civil war because right. there were white people on both sides of the civil war but it was still in large part about race, race. well it was about economics to a certain extent but yes it, it was about race they wanted to keep their slaves out there because it was free labor and that's how they were living you know and hell if i could get free labor who i want to keep you too i get it like i think we'll get we would get white people who would be fighting on behalf of people of color but i definitely believe we could have a war where it starts because of racial tension i mean i, I can see that i mean you know i i, I can see that it's a, we're we're at a very interesting place in, in this country John, yeah. John, i just want to say yeah. I do believe the guy should be executed with the firing squad. Number two, Don. <laughs> I'm on a happier note. Yes. I'm going around to brothers and sisters all over Hollywood and Hollywood Boulevard telling them about your show. Thank you. How great it is, how sometimes you let me on, which I love. <laughs> and on. I don't know if I'm allowed to do this. Can I give a couple of shout-outs? Only Absolutely. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. I want to give a shout-out right now to Sean and Sabaya from Simi Valley. Met them today. 
to John, to James, the carbonator man. He he drives a truck with a carbonate soda. Oh, wow. And I told him I'm going to give a sh- James, I want to give you a shout-out. He's about my age. And I also want to give a shout-out to uh, to uh, Barbara, plus two. I was singing Barbara Ann to her. They were getting into their Uber. And that's just a start. I got to tell you, man, you're the best. I can't even listen to anybody else but you. Well, I Barbara- swear to God. I, I can't tell you. Merrill's got to be the greatest caller ever. I love Merrill's. I love you, man. I lo- I've loved you for decades. Hey, Don, uh, I'm Don, a fa- just as much as you're a fan of ours. Thing. I'm a fan of yours. Yeah, you whatever you want from me. You know what I bought the other day? What I bought the Donald Trump talking pen. <laughs> <laughs> listen, 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 listen. I will be the greatest president <laughs> ever created. <laughs> <laughs> Where did you? Did you get that at the little uh, uh, those little novelty stores on Hollywood I Boulevard? I got it because my boss has one at my tour company. That's hilarious. That is hilarious. I, I got to get one of those. It's funny. All right, Melrose. Uh, hey, thanks for calling. I appreciate you, man. <laughs> 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 All right, Melrose, we got to run. Thank you for, thank you for coming. You. All right, love you too, man. Appreciate it. Let's go to a B real quick uh, in L.A. What's up, a B? Hey, Don. Great show. Great show. I'm, I'm on my way to work. I just wanted to, to – I'm going to send you uh, some material. I'm, I'm not sure if you've heard of Glodger's Law. Uh, no. Anybody heard it? Okay, Glodge's Law is the law of, of the origin of things, uh, the stabilization, and then the defertilization. The, and a lot the of origin, that, wait, was that it, the origin of things, the what? The, or, the origin, the stabilization, okay. and the, defer, and the def, defertilization okay. of things. Okay. Okay, and, and so we are people of color from from Africa. Yeah. We, are the, we are the phenotype to humanity. We are the, the, the genotype, excuse me, the genotype to humanity. And typically people that are, are phenotypes, they are subject to Glodger's law. I think we all are, but for the most part, uh, the what we call Hicksoids, which are what we call white people, mm-hmm. the Europeans, are subject to, to Glodger's law. And that is the, orienta- the, the origination Stabilization, which they've been stable for quite a while now, quite a while, and now they're, and and now they are going into a defertilization. Do you think state, this is what this guy? Do you think this is the decline of a uh, of America to, uh, period, or do you not think this is the decline, decline not, of the uh, uh, of the white people on, on this? Uh, on this, not necessarily, not necessarily of America, but of uh, people that classify or call themselves uh, white people. Those that are. Are melanin deficient. Those that have uh, during the ice age yeah. have lost their ability to produce melanin, and, and that was a yeah. That wasn't. They did not. That was that was a, a kind of a mutation. You yeah. know, they they had to mutate in order to survive in that cold climate. Yeah, yeah. And when they came back into Africa after that ice age experience, when they came back to uh, into Africa, we accepted them, and they lived among us. And in fact, they were the warring class. They they were fighting. Our, our enemies, which was the Arabs and the, well, I, the I've always uh, heard people say when they when they talk to uh, talk about Caucasian people, they often say that they they are pre predisposed to violence, and it's like kind of well, genetic a little bit. I, I just yeah, I, don't, I don't know I how true that. that is, but I don't I don't you know I, I I've always heard that, and that goes back into I've heard that too. We get the Vikings, we get the pirates, yeah. we get the gladiators, we get all that yeah. the warring class, which which Kemet, which was Egypt, uh, was it was named Kemet because they conquered. <laughs> They conquered uh, uh, Kemet. Yeah. Uh, they conquered Egypt. But when they came, they came into Africa after that Ice Age experience. They came in as as barbarians, and we use them as 
as our warring class. They they became our uh, they became our mercenary. Yeah. Uh, to, uh, so and then they eventually, after two hundred years, they turned on us. Yeah. And that's that's <laughs> that's the way things and go. And so they're, they're taking like, But anyway, so I think a lot of them they're in the know know that they're subject to Gladys Law, and their birth rate is minus two, I think, or something like that now. So they're not, the guy was right in what he was saying. He know they see the writing on the wall, and so it's, it's this, this charge to stop it. Or whatever. But you can't stop it because it's genetically, you, this is going to happen yeah. eventually. Well, you know, you know, what, what's gonna the, happen, what so. I don't get is, what's, what are you scared of? What are you scared what's of? That? What I don't get is, what, you, what are you scared of? Because the, yeah. Annihilation. Uh, uh, yeah, but I mean, black people it. are not trying to annihilate white people. No, I, I, don't, know, I don't think Latinos are trying that. to annihilate white people. Like, we just want to live and prosper and we not, yeah. just, I, uh, not on purpose. You're absolutely right. And I'm looking you're even at right. this manifesto, even thinking about things like Roe versus Wade, because he's not Roe versus Wade, sorry, um, Loving versus Virginia, yeah. because black and white people can now marry and intermix. He's talking yeah. a lot about white people who turn their backs on their cultures, turn their backs on their traditions, and become blood traitors to their own race. I see that as mixed race, a blood traitor. Yeah, they don't that. want that. They don't want. They want pure Aryan. It's absolute. It's, it's absolute craziness. Here's what. Here's the according to Francis Cress Welsing. Here, here's the the one of the things they're scared of. We could literally people of color could annihilate them. We we could erase if we intermated it and 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 had children by white folks. That remember that that a drop of black blood and all that kind of stuff. It, it's it's somewhat true because we have a dominant gene. We 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 have a dominant gene, and so so this 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 race of people, the Hicksoids, Hicksoids, Africoids, and Mongoloids, Asians, whites, and and blacks. The the Hicksoids, this European Caucasoid from the Caucasoid Mountains. These race of people mutated into that. They became albinoid people, and they stabilized as that. So meaning that when they stabilized minus 8,000 years ago, mm-hmm. when they stabilized, meaning that from now on, I can no longer have a person of color. I, um, us being us being genotypes, we can create a white person. They cannot create a right. black person. Mm-hmm. Right. And, yeah. and so, mm-hmm. so, so, so being white, uh, being of white, um, if they mate with a black person, that white person, the, the dominant gene, we, it's going to it's going to go towards the dominant gene. In other right. words, that child will be more or less. So they're afraid of that. They want to keep this pure Aryan, blah blah blah, whatever this stuff yeah. in their mind that they want to keep. But but so they're fighting that. But also, Glodge's law. I'm going to send you information on Glodge's law. Okay. Glodge's law is going to take care of that anyway because they they're going to they can only run so long. In other words, if you had a if you and I'm going to tell you this real quick. If you had a a carrot, I mean, excuse me, if you had a a, a, a corn. The original stock of corn has all different kind of colors, colors in it. Too, it yeah. has it has starchy corn. It has all kind of. Go- so you take one of those pieces of corn out of there and you plant it in the ground. It's going to produce that kind of corn. Right. It's going to produce a starchy corn. Okay, so that so that's Glodge's law says that when you put, put put that corn in the ground, it's going to be small at first and it's going to grow to its full potential and it's going to produce that seed of that corn is going to produce uh, corn for a while. Then all of a sudden. That once it stabilizes and it's going to run its course, it's going to go. It's going to stop uh, producing that kind of that. That um, uh, it's going to start. It's going to be. It's going to start uh, being. Um, uh, it's, it's going to start. You mean it's, going to, it's, it's like fading over time? You mean like it's not going to be? It's as, going to as fade. Po- yeah, yeah. It's going to start. Po- going, like when you're cloning and cloning and cloning, yeah, yeah, that's what you're saying. And then it's going to absolutely won't produce anything. Yeah. Well, that's Glodge's law, and that's what they're subject to, that, because they mutate it. 
they they have a run, and after a while, they're not. They, it's already they're already happening now. They've already it's already happening now. So they sense that they might not know about Glider's law, but yeah. they sense the fact that that culture, that race of people, or culture of people, is they're not they don't have the numbers, and they see the world, especially the United States and so forth, as being uh, of color, and and they. But but here's the thing: they have systemic racism if they're here or not. We're in this system of systemic racism it's in our churches, yeah. our banking institutions, every institution we have. It runs if they're here or not, uh, unless we change that yeah. system. Yeah. We have to change the system. So anyway, I just want to show you. All right, well, send, send, send me that. Send me an email, Don at uh, SmileyAudioMedia.com. Send me send me that email. I'll check it out. Okay. Glodge's Law. Glodge's Law. I'm Look it up. Most it people right don't now. know about it. Thank right. you for sharing yeah. that. Yeah. All right, 800 We'll get to your phone calls. Uh, we'll check here. Let me see. i got to open mic here. Let's see if I can play this. Um, this when did this come through? Okay, Travis. This is directly. I like how you called him Travis. To you and your um, host of your shows. We have to stop using the power of the word to say these people are white supremacists. There's nothing supreme. Find something else. White nationalists. These people are not supreme over nothing. We right. give the word power when we continue to say they are white supremacists. They are not supreme above nothing. All right. All right. I'm with you. All right. I but feel we that. keep giving that word power the same way you don't want to say nigga. Uh, okay. Wow. All right. Uh uh, those birds are word power. All right, okay, I heard you. Find another word to refer to. It's like he's got is that a dog. Crying is that a dog crying in the background? It, it, hold on. Power. Find another word to What's refer going to. On? It sounds like a zoo over there with the birds <laughs> and, the, and the and the and the. Yeah, you know, I'm like. Life. I hear what he's saying though. Like, do we want to continuously associate the word white with supreme? I don't. You know, I was talking to a good friend of mine this morning that lives in Texas, and she had concerns. She's Latinx, okay? And her daughter is getting ready to fly the coop and move to another state. But after the shooting, and apparently there were, I don't know if you know this, but there were seven this weekend shootings, I believe, in North Carolina, but nobody was killed. Um, It was over the weekend. There were people injured. And I guess her daughter knew somebody that was, you know, uh, at one of these places in North Carolina. She says to her mom, it's going to be hard for me moving forward not to look at every white person as a possible racist. And so she had asked me if my daughter had expressed any type of concerns about, you know, people. And I know my daughter and I have talked specifically about different you know, yeah, races and how you, you look at them and what you think, what's the first thing that comes to your head and do you feel uncomfortable? So that that is something that I think some people are starting to get triggered. Like, yeah. you don't even know, like, if the person you're standing next to that's white, what they're thinking about you. Yeah. And, but, it, it, I mean, is that mean to, to feel that way? I don't know if it's – I don't know. Safety over everything. I'm not going to put my hand on a stove and wait to find out if it's fire or not. I yeah. just, in general, assume that I don't know you. You don't have my best interest at heart until you prove otherwise. Yeah, but that's, that's a, any but color. Like, that's any color, too. Uh, yeah, but I mean, then, like, do we want to go around with that level of pessimism? Uh, is it pessimism, pessimism, though, or is it realism? The world is a dangerous place. If there's an opportunity for us to get to know each other, we can change our minds and put people in the safe category. But I don't think everyone should start out in the safe category. All right, listen, more of this conversation. Yeah. When we come forward, get to your phone calls, 800 KBLA. Talk 1580. A safe place to go loud. 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 A great place for progressive politics. KBLA Talk 1580. 
días. Less BS per broadcast. Fewer microaggressions per megawatt. KBLA Talk 1580. All right, let's go to Sean in Oakland. What's going on, Sean? Hey, everybody. I hope everyone had a nice weekend. Looks like, Krista, you had fun at the concert I and did. everything. By yes. theft, by stealing, cool. stealing privileged places and white claws. Yeah. Okay. Why well, not? You know. I'm proud of it. I've never seen a woman nag her way into VIP. It just, it just, it doesn't happen. <laughs> no, it doesn't well, happen for most women, but it happens for Krista. Okay. All right. All right, Sean. Yeah, right, Krista will just take what she deserves, and she deserved that. Thank you. So I, you know, Third, I'm all good with to that. Be at home Kiara. looking after your boyfriend. Oh my god. <laughs> That's what you deserve. Oh lord. Yeah. Well, Kiara, I hope you had a nice weekend, too. And by the way, Don, I invited you to a virtual barbecue. Oh, did you? I even tagged you, but, oh, yeah, I got no love on oh, Facebook. Oh, That's all right. I, I still tagged you. Wait, I'm just Sean. It's, it's all good. Sean, I'll tell you uh, why you don't get any love, just like we don't get any responses to our text messages. When Don is in love... Uh, or in infatuation, or in lust, whatever you know, mood he's in. Wow. You will never whatever hear from mood him. I'm in. Never. Just to let you know, right now, Don is in love. He's on cloud okay. nine, so we're never going to hear from him. So don't worry, because it's not just you; it's me and Kiara wow. too. Wow. Right, Kiara? Absolutely. <laughs> wow. We're all in the same boat together. Um, I would like to clarify that, uh, regardless of whether I'm in love or infatuation or whatever, lust. or lust. lust, or out of it. I don't return anybody's phone. No, call. he doesn't. So it's not. It's nobody. Not a, it's nobody. Not, it's not trust about. Me. It has nothing to do with love, lust, or infatuation. What it has no your, reciprocation. What about your mom? My mama gets curved too. Oh wow. no, I believe that. You know, my mother gets wow. curved. I finally had to break down and go take her out to. We went to LA Prime at the Western Hope Western Bonaventure, and you know she broke me for like two hundred fifty bucks for that that dinner. That's your mom. So stop. Yeah, whatever. Mom gets whatever she wants too. Yeah, yeah my right, goodness. Listen, my mother does right, get whatever. No, she I'm wants. not heartbroken or nothing. I was just making a joke, but you know, you missed out on barbecue twice now, virtually and in <laughs> real life. I know. I, anyway, I, I yeah, I'm sorry about that, man. I was uh, caught up. No worries, man. Are you kidding? It's all good. Anyway, I, you know this uh, horrible shooting that, of course, we're all talking about in Buffalo. Um, really, you know, sadly, this is nothing new for a very, very, very long time. Um, and by the way, I, this is, I'll get political. I don't usually do this on your show, but the Republican party has been courting these crazy people for 40 years. I've been following it since I was eight years old. When my grandpa, uh, you know, brought me to, uh, flew me to Washington, DC. My first plane flight was eight years old with nobody with me. And that was back when you could sit in the cockpit, they give you the wings and did all that. And my grandpa showed me D.C., and then I got homesick after a week and sent me home. But he taught me a lot. It's very important what happens in, you know, with all these politicians. But the fact of the matter is they've been courting these crazies for so long. And, of course, Tucker Klansman is at the top of the list. <laughs> Tucker Klansman, I, mean, I love it. I think he's crossed the line, people, of inciting this kind of violence. And, and illegally, will take your chances in a courtroom, right? Because I'm not saying lock him up. What I'm saying is indict his ass. And I'll tell oh, you wow. why. Indict Tucker Carlson? What would you indict him well, for? Well, Kiara is reading his manifesto. And it's not just this guy who shot up Buffalo. Other people are talking about the replacement theory mm -hmm. and all these public figures that are using it on the airways 
of, of uh, Republican radio, which they're most of terrestrial radio. Yep. And, and by the way, um, you know, we have to um, hold their feet to the fire at some point in time, Agreed. which is not really going to happen. But here's the thing is these people listen to this. They listen to it like it's gospel. They listen to it like, you know what? And by the way, one more thing, replacement theory is not that black and brown people are going to replace you. You want to know how backward-ass crazy these backwards-ass crackers are believing this? <laughs> they believe, they believe, and I bet you Melrose knows this, people, these people believe that there's some Jewish cabal that is so smart that they're organizing a way to have all these brown and black people come into our country. This yeah. is the actual... This is the actual theory. They're, they're, gonna, they're organizing this to come in to replace all the white folks that are so-called pure, which they're not, because everyone is from the same grandparent and all that kind of stuff. I have to tell you, I won't even get into that. But it's so crazy, you can't even believe it. Either black people are so smart, or they're so dumb, and they're so all over the board. But it's very dangerous, people, because we have too many guns and too many bullets in this country with no reform. I, I don't care if people have a gun to protect themselves in their house, but you shouldn't be allowed to have as much, you know, uh, AR-15s and all these weapons of war. Yeah. And it, you should not be allowed to have all these assault weapons. It's ridiculous. And can I and read this really piece sad. in line with what you're yeah. saying, too, about violence? Uh, and this really scared me from the manifesto. There's no nation in the world that wasn't founded by or maintained by the use of force. Force is power. History is the history of power. Violence is power. And violence is the reality of history. Violence is the only way to make real change in the world. The reason why peaceful protests are allowed is because they don't make an actual difference. So what you're saying, too, mm. it's not just political ideologies. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's political ideologies by people who are more than prepared to use violence to get their way. That is scary. It is very scary. All right. Absolutely. Uh, you know, listen, you know, with the community of Buffalo in shock over this, uh, what looks like a hate crime, how do we help uh, those in the community heal? Um, you know, Monday is about love. So we're going to talk to Dr. Joshana Johnson. Uh, who is an amazing therapist, and maybe get her perspective on how she would help some of these people who are in shock from this community heal from such a tragedy like this um, and go on with their life. Because if you were in that store, if you knew somebody who got shot, um, if you got shot, you know, you know what I'm saying? And then some, and, and it, it's all because somebody doesn't like you because of your race. How do you heal from that? How do you move on from that? How do you, how do you, you know... Um, not be shell-shocked when you go out into the community. Um, and I would love to get Dr. Shauna Johnson's take on that. Sean, thank you so much for the phone call. Uh, tag me the next time you have another barbecue, okay? Good luck Thanks, with that, brother. Sean. And by Good the luck. way, just keep, keep the love, stay strong, because we are the majority of love. They're not going to beat us, people. They're okay. not going to beat us. They're not. They're definitely not. All right, Sean, uh, all the way from Oakland, thank you so much. Samantha, I see your phone call. Uh, if you want to weigh in, 800-920-1580, as uh, we have a lot to talk about. We're talking about the Buffalo shooting. Uh, there's a manifesto online. It's an 18-year-old guy who live-streamed this whole situation. Um, you know, is uh, right-wing conservative media causing uh, this type of uh, behavior to uh, become more frequent? You know, we're going to talk all about that and get your perspective uh, when we come forward. This is KBLA Talk 1580. The station you turn to when you've had it up to here with cultural incompetence. KBLA Talk 1580. 
Find a righteous range and don't be afraid to say what you see. We're KBLA Talk 1580. Happy with your cats. You over here talking about uh, how your life sucks and your friend's life's great. You've got cats. They don't. <laughs> Doc- that makes me feel so much better. Dr. Shauna Johnson is a clinical psychologist. She is one of the greatest minds in the field, Um, (laughs) having saved my life on multiple occasions here on the radio um, when I I just couldn't take it anymore. Uh, Let's get intimate. She's also the host of that show, which is uh, on the weekends, be uh, from 5 to 7 Saturday and Sunday. Dr. Johnson, how are you? Oh, you know what? Just taking a deep breath today. There's a lot going on in the world right now. There is a lot going on. A lot of mass shootings happening this weekend. And have you ever dealt with any type of trauma like that from victims who have been victimized? And, and um, I know you do a lot of relationship stuff, but um, have you have you have, or, or or do things like this pop up in, in sessions? So, so let me let me be very clear about at first. When I was in school and even teaching, all I wanted to do was focus on couples work, right? But my couples work has informed my need for trauma work. Yes. And my trauma work has informed my need for somatic practices, being able to, like, really heal the body. I heard you ask the question, like, how do we heal our communities? And... To be honest with you, I've dealt with this because when anytime you're dealing with a person, you're dealing with their traumas. Yes. And all of us yes. have been traumatized. And especially when you're talking about black couples, uh, Latino couples, when they have their own traumas and they come into a relationship with their traumas. Yes. And have I dealt with people who have experienced some of these? Yes. Community trauma, systematic traumas that really keep it going and the problem is is that for many black people are we don't see an end to our trauma it is complex it's ongoing and that is the scary part the bigger thing is some of us don't even know we have trauma that's mm-hmm. you know and that, 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 that's just not just for black people but also everybody you know um so, so oh, yeah well so how would you help someone who has gone through a situation like this buffalo mass shooting maybe they knew somebody who got shot a parent maybe they got shot themselves you know there's only there's got to be a lot of terror that goes through one's mind or even let's say they were just in the store as the gunman was shooting that fearing for your life that adrenaline that that your world is being shaken upside Mm -hmm. down one minute you're shopping for avocados the next minute you're hiding for your life you know and there's definitely a level of like uneasiness anxiety um that one could take away from being in a situation like that um how would you how would you go about helping or how would one be able to heal from something like that so, so before I jump into that, I think it's also important to understand that trauma doesn't have to necessarily happen to us yeah. to be traumatic. We can witness it. So th- I did I did sessions today where people were afraid to go to the grocery store today. So they weren't in Buffalo. They weren't in the grocery store at the time that this happened. But there is a fear now about whether or not I can go in a grocery store because you never know what's going to happen. Yeah. So they are experiencing a trauma that they were not there, but vicariously by seeing it, secondary trauma. Even therapists experience secondary trauma from just the trauma that our clients are carrying. Yeah. But how do I help them? It really, really depends. Sometimes you can go to what we call the top-down um, 
approach or the bottom-up approach. Mm -hmm. For us as black people, I'm doing a lot of bottom-up approach where we're talking about the trauma that really lives in our bodies that keep us in our fight or flight, which never lets us rest. And Mm -hmm. then we're processing it. But to process it, you have to have a safe space. And it's a, in order to have a safe space, you have to acknowledge, like you said, a lot of times we don't even know that we've been traumatized or that we have trauma. But those safe spaces are important for us to be able to be vulnerable because being black in America has not allowed us to be vulnerable in our black body. Yeah. Yes, Chris. I do have a question, too. Um, I'm wondering, have you dealt with couples, whether uh, male or female, that is involved in an interracial relationship with a white person? So when these stories come out, it causes friction in the household. It has it has surfaced ever since our last president. Oh, really? um, entered and exited office. It has been a rise in interracial couples who have very different stances um, politically and the impact of it. Absolutely. Oh, wow. That's what I would figure because I do have a very close friend from high school that is married to a white guy. And she's, she's, I guess she might be middle of the road, I would guess, but he's a huge Trump lover. And it's caused a lot of problems in the marriage. And she wants to go to counseling. And they've been together for like, I want to say about 20 some years, but he won't go. But I could imagine that, you know, when these shootings happen or, you know, anything in the news that deals with white versus black, I could imagine a lot of problems with in, in interracial families if yeah. they don't, you know, align with the same beliefs, you know? Interesting. Mm-hmm. So, what, what, so, mm-hmm. what, what about those who are watching this? You made, you made a great point about some who just saw this on the news and are kind of scared to step outside of your house because you don't know what's going to happen. Um, how would you – do you have any advice for people like that who, who are who are experiencing that? Because I often kind of wonder, but I, but I don't pay much attention to it. But, I mean, you know, I, mm-hmm. I, I put myself in these people's shoes – in the store, they're just going about their business every single course of shopping, and here is this traumatic event happening, and then we're reliving it over and over and over with it through the, throughout the news cycles. You know, um, mm-hmm. how how do you kind of hold uh, firm and not have anxiety by looking at this on TV or even being a part of it? Uh, well, here's the thing: is it, it, it's, it's almost like. You don't want to watch it because it creates trauma, yeah. but not watching it also creates, it keeps you out of the know. No. So needing to know things and watching it, but not even realizing that it's creating trauma. Your brain actually does not know when you're watching something like that, that it's not happening to you. Really? Wow. Absolutely. This is why when you go to a movie theater, you'll, you know that you're watching a movie, your body does not know that you're watching a movie. Send signals to the brain, and then the brain begins to protect, um, to tell the body to protect itself, which is why you can hear some, the music going, dun, 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 and, and something jumps out and your body jumps. I, that's so theater. crazy that you're you say safe. that, Dr. Johnson, because I had somebody else explain it. Like, if I tell you right now there's a spider on you, your body will react, your heart rate will jump up, and you will probably scream, yep. even though there's not actually a spider. It's in your brain. Yep. Yep. 
So I take what you're saying is that we need to move to some remote island where there are no TVs, uh, no movie theaters, uh, <laughs> and so that we can disconnect from society to uh, ease our uh, and anxiety. And no domestic terrorists. And, and no, and no, no domestic, domestic Well, listen, uh, Krista, you can't go. <laughs> I'm sorry. So, uh, you know, you're, you're going to be, this is going to be a retreat island without Krista because you, she's the number one Karen. Um, <laughs> you're so mean. I am listen, not the number I, one Karen. I can't, I cannot say enough about people doing yoga Mm -hmm. meditation and breathing to be able to reset your body because your body's not getting rest do you think we should disconnect from dreams all of that should we disconnect from technology all i mean and the news source i mean and just focus on meditation yoga i think it's important to to definitely limit that yeah, I it's uh I, I I often tell a lot of people if it wasn't for you know the job working here on, on the radio I probably would not be on social media I probably wouldn't be looking at news sources yeah, and too. I would literally just kind of disconnect from everything because mm-hmm. there's just nothing out there um, of any of of a positivity or the positive things are very few far in between and it's just so much negative stuff and so much horrendous. Uh, you know, things that are happening not only here in the United States, but also around the world. You know, you constantly see Ukraine, you know, you see sex trafficking, yeah. you see people in poverty, you know, and it's just like, wow. You yep. know, we really don't really pay much attention to how this is affecting our subconscious and our psyche. Um, you know, and, and mm-hmm. I think doing yoga, I do think meditating um, and, and breathing also and try to clear your mind, resetting your mind. It's a hard thing to yeah. kind of do, um, but to sit still. Focus on your breathing and mm-hmm. try not to think about anything to give your brain a rest um, is, is a uh-huh. great tool to kind of, you know, help you kind of relax. But, you know, you, back to what you further said, we are all in a state of anxiety and we are all tense and, uh-huh. we, and we, we need to find outlets to um, allow us just to calm down, you know, and maybe that's uh-huh. not paying attention to social media, not paying attention to news and, and, and just can disconnecting and, and, you know, go do a spa day once, once a week. I, I have another question. I do know that, like, when I had heard the news, I actually heard a lot of it yesterday. And in my morning job, they asked me, they said, you don't look like yourself today. You don't even sound like yourself. You actually seem depressed. And I knew when I mm-hmm. woke up, I was not feeling myself. I felt, even though I had a really mm-hmm. good weekend, I just felt weird. And and I felt mm-hmm. blue. So is that, that's also a result, right? People can, when they, when they, yeah, yeah that's what I figure. Because sometimes I'll just start getting depressed for no reason. And I realize maybe it's the news. And I noticed that within like my mom and mm-hmm. my daughter, our mood changes if we spend too much time seeing what's going on in the world and around us. And people are us. addicted to it. That's why they keep. With the dramatic and the and the and the you know especially uh, mm-hmm. on, on both sides of, of the media field, they want you addicted to constantly keep watching that. They want to keep you in a state of fear. You know, remember remember we went through a whole twenty years of terrorism. Yeah. Uh, is, you know, Islamic extremists mm-hmm. that we were all on edge. The terrorists, the terrorists, the terrorists. That cannot be good. Mm-hmm. Constantly being in that state for twenty years. Um, but but here's the thing. That's twenty years of that. Now let's go back to nineteen sixteen. We have no end in sight about when anti-blackness isn't going to exist yeah. yeah right 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 and 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 this this country hasn't r- reconciled that you know in, in a meaningful <laughs> way that says we acknowledge the trauma let's do something to fix it we're sorry that we that we didn't do anything faster let's have a, a public conversation so you know african-americans in this country can kind of relax and 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 you know, uh, this country can start living up to the ideals that uh, it's trying to uh, promise to everybody. 
All right. Um, yeah, Doctor Joy Deguri said it best. America's denial is its pathology. Oof, oof, love that. All right, Doctor Deshana Johnson, uh, an amazing, <laughs> amazing woman. You are a national treasure, and you can check out this national treasure five to seven Saturday and Sunday. Let's get intimate. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll catch you next week. Okay. Thank you. All right. Have a good one. You too. All right. More of this conversation when we come forward. It's KBLA Talk fifteen eighty. You have the right to remain silent, but don't, don't. Let them hear you on KBLA Talk 1580. Amplifying progressive voices for KBLA Talk 1580. <laughs> What's that story that you got there? Here, this is unbelievable. This is just the headline. Uh, it says, eighth graders uh, using the wrong pronouns is now considered sexual harassment. Eighth graders using the wrong pronouns is now considered sexual, sexual harassment. harassment? That can't be right. Yeah. Uh, wow. And this is, well, here, I'm going to send you this. Well, here, why don't you look at my phone? Let me see. Uh, let's see. Eighth graders using the wrong pronouns is now considered. The, the, this is playing out in Keele, Wisconsin, where the school district has filed a Title IX complaint with against three eighth graders. Their high crime was their failure to use grammatically incorrect pronouns, they, them, to refer to a single student. You know, they were doing this in Canada. Really? And uh, Dr. Jordan Peterson was um, a uh, was not going to, like, it was against the law to not call someone by their pronouns or their gender or something like that. He was against that law out there. Um, so the, the, the crime was to use grammatically incorrect plural pronouns, they, them, to refer to a single student. This even though school officials apparently have failed to do the same, according to uh, attorneys representing the students. Even if the student in question had chosen grammatically correct pronouns, it wouldn't matter. The reality is that students don't have to adhere to any pronoun demands, but the school district has decided to make an example of them. It wants to be able to compel students to use language that they don't want to use, even if it defies science and is a, an offense against the English language. Otherwise, it's sexual harassment. Is it sexual harassment? How are we? How are? How is it sexual harassment in in middle school? I know. I don't understand that. There's and how I, I how? thought sexual harassment was unwanted sexual advances. Uh, let's look up the definition. Yeah, I, I thought sexual harassment is is unwanted sexual advances. I don't think it's necessarily like. I don't, I don't think co- it's just that. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, you know. Um, well, it's no. It's just harassing a person because of their sex. So it could be an example of that is an unwelcome sexual advance. Wow. I uh, this is this is very interesting. This is this all for the trans community? That's my question. I think I think that the well, what's happening is that there is a level of trying to be inclusive and f- for and some take it overboard. I'm going to say something that's definitely going to be 100% not politically correct. I'm going to tell you right now. Yes. Trans people are a, such a small percentage. Kiara and I were talking about it's such a small percentage, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. How many? What's a percentage? Like one percent? What? Percentage? It's like it's like ten. It's like ten percent. If ten percent, maybe no. It's like ten to twelve million people. Okay. So this is my question. Yes. Why do we have to do bl- backflips for the trans community? Right at this moment, when there's so many other issues that we need to focus on besides the what trans I've community, what people talk about is that the way that you treat 
those who you deem as the least of these in society is generally a thermometer for how healthy a society is. So I think looking at how, even though black people are a minority right, and all of these minorities who are being mistreated, yeah, it's the numbers are less, but I actually do think it's a thermometer as to our, our moral compass. See, I just have a heart and it's nothing again. I don't have anything against the trans community. I don't care, but there's other stuff that I think is more important than focusing on, um, you know, the pronouns. We have other communities that need a lot of help. And right now we have issues that we continuing issues, you know, racial problems, shooting over race, but we're sitting here focused on trans issues. And I just have a problem with that. I don't understand. And it's in no hatred towards them, but we have other things to fix too. And so what I'm finding, and maybe it's just the news, it's just so much like every day. It's always, they did this to a trans person. They didn't use the right um, well, it's uh, in, it's pronoun. In, it's and in, it's like there's other stuff going on. I don't understand. It's in vogue right now. It's, you know, that's a, the... the and, it, uh, and it's affecting children, which is what's bothering me the most. Yeah, the LBGTQ community is in vogue right now. It's just is what it is. You know, so I mean, but I also think on the other side, as a group of people that has been the victim of a lot of abuse and oppression... There's this idea that as black people, we should understand that if someone is being oppressed in this country, even if they're the minority or not the part of a part of the group, that like allyship is important. And it's not to say that it's the most important thing, because I, I, I hear what you're saying about priority is if everything is a priority, then nothing's a priority. Mm-hmm. Like what is destroying us as a country and how do we a- address those topics first? So I think that's definitely a fair question to ask. No, I mean, I just don't feel that um, to just completely focus on the trans community right now when there's so many other issues. I'm not saying don't focus on them at all, Mm -hmm. but there's so much weight on the trans community. And I know there's a lot of young people that definitely disagree, but... You know, I'm sorry. I feel like there's so much other stuff that we have to focus on. I'm not saying disregard them, but, you know, there's a lot of people in the black community suffering. And I feel like, you know, the more I hear with the news, there's, it's always a black, bad, black, bad. Well, but let's focus on the trans the people right now. The though, of what to focus on or not to focus on, I think it takes us away from actually doing work. Because in the same breath, I saw a whole bunch of white women, I think I told you guys with the Roe vs. Wade thing, mad at black people for fo- focusing on black issues and not focusing more on abortion they're like that's not important right now abortion's important so i think depending on what group you're in you're always going to feel like your issue is the most important it could also be maybe an age type thing i don't know you know i know that there's a lot of younger people who are really sympathetic to the trans issue and the use of the pronouns and stuff and so that's a big deal for them for me not so much. I mean, but there's but then other we issues. could also, you know, go a couple miles to the west, and people are up in arms about climate change. Like, yeah. I, I just there's so many different groups caring about a lot of things, but that's what becomes overwhelming because it's like you look to the left, and it's like care about this, and then to the right, and you care about this, and up, care about this, down, care about this, and everybody's telling you to care about everything, be passionate at the same time. But how do you do that and not explode? Hmm. Yeah. All right. Uh, we get. We, oh, we take. Oh, we're taking the top. Uh, let's go for email real quick. Beam in DC, what's going on? Yeah, greetings. I just wanted to clarify something for Krista. Um, trans people do not use the pronouns they and them. Uh, they and them are for non-binary people. So, a trans man would be want to be referred to as he, 
and a trans woman will want to be referred to as her. And that's not necessarily X and stone, but they and them, uh, and I've, uh, you know, this has been the practice, you know, as a clinician, they and them generally refers to non-binary people who is not identifying with any particular gender. And just to uh, crystallize the point that uh, Kiera was mentioning, when there was issues around um, Native Americans being offended by the mascot, um, there were people who said, well, you know, they're just a small percentage of them. They've been extinct, and we've got more important things to worry about. What about black people and reparations and slavery? And so, as, as Kira had mentioned, how you treat people who are marginalized is a reflection of how the larger society feels about oppressed people. Mm-hmm. And again, we want freedom and liberation and everybody to be treated fairly, not I just want my group to be treated fairly. But um, again, non-binary people refer to themselves as they and them, not trans people. All right. All right. Thank you, Fahima. Yeah, I mean, I understand I understand where Fahima is coming from, but Fahima, I do have a couple trans friends that actually go, don't use a specific pronoun. In fact, I have a member of my family that's trans and prefers to be called they. They. So I think it depends okay. on the person. So they probably be. They would probably be. Well, that we talked about that. Could you, can you be trans and non-binary? But binary. But right. this person in my family it prefers to be called they. No, he. No, she. And this person went from female to male. Because oh. one's sex and one's gender. Yeah. Hold on, hold on, line real quick. More of this conversation when we come forward. It's KBLA Talk fifteen eighty. KBLA fifteen eighty Santa Monica.